This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Welcome everyone, Shepherd and Cup Night, Saturday Night Harness Preview, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club, they've been wonderful supporters, as have RSN, as we look through a terrific program, we've got nine on the program, nine races on the card, 6.34 start time, Rob Orber, um, the, the cup itself, I think we can come up with a number of chances there, it looks a wonderful program, and very exciting for you, you've got four runners on the night, and I think three of them have got really good chances, and probably the other one's an outside hope. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Shepparton on Saturday night. I'm pretty confident about the meeting as well. I think I've got some really good chances, not only amongst my own team, but I think from a uh, punning perspective for tonight, we've been uh, finding a few at, at nice odds in recent uh, times, and I, I think we can do the same again tomorrow night. And as you mentioned, the Shepparton Club, uh, always a fantastic night. I know Ian McDonald and the team work really hard to make this night a special night. He's got great people around him, you know, Colleen Boynton, who's probably one of the, the great stalwarts of harness racing. Uh, she's always there to greet people with a smile and uh, looking forward to the program. They've had their challenges throughout the week, obviously, with the rain. Uh, I know they've worked super hard to make sure everything's uh, in tip-top order and I can't wait to get stuck into this meeting. Well, the first of nine events, uh, Rob, um, to kick things off is the JDC Contractors Pace. Madam Reactor, the emergency won't start. Um, interesting race. We've got some horses that uh, are coming through the grade, some that have had a lot of experience, some that haven't had a lot of experience, which makes it all the more uh, difficult to sort out, but the right man to sort it out is you. Yeah, we start off the first uh, at Shepparton. Uh, I'm pretty keen here each way on number seven, our mate Menko. I think he's a really nice horse. I think he can find the lead. I think he'll press forward from his wide draw. I think the speed inside him is okay, but I feel like all of these horses drawn inside him shouldn't and wouldn't hand. I wouldn't hold hold him out because he's going really well. He was terrific at Mildura last start. He loves to lead. I, I think he'll give a great side each way all day for mine. Number seven, our mate Menko, Shan Lu, super impressive winning. Uh, last start from the Emma Stewart stable, obviously a horse that's got uh, plenty of talent but draws inside the second row, so it's going to have to do a little bit of chasing and manoeuvre its way around the field, but I feel like uh, she's a good chance of uh, running second. I think 11 Repelling, who's a very good horse, got back into some uh, really strong form to win at Cobram, steps up again, but we know He's very talented and he'll be fitter. He's He's got a good winning chance. And then number 10 for fourth, which is Maxie wants to play, who's now with the Aaron Dunn stable. And Aaron's uh, really quick with the horse and he's going well. Good race to start off proceedings if you're taking early quaddies. I think all four of them need to go in. If you're having a, a one-out each-way bet, happy to play our mate Menko. Seven on top each way ahead of eight, 11 and 10. Yeah, I thought the 10 each way Maxie wants to play, but similar with uh, the, the chances, Rob, uh, 10, 8, 11 and 9 are my top four. I thought Shaq really caught the eye last week and Matt Minko's record when he's able to lead is is very good and he hasn't drawn the front line for, for quite some time. Race number two, the Alibar no metro win uh, pace and uh, well, Major Think is the interesting runner because he's been uh, dominating in the races that he's been running in this preparation. This is much harder and, and your man, Nicky Nana, just the first time she got beaten for a new stable, but it was probably her best run last week. Everybody saw that, Nikki Nana, and she'll be one of the key chances. 
Yeah, and the form line's held up well too, obviously with Lottie Moon finishing third in the race uh, of Nikki Nana when we chased uh, uh, Jillaby Willow home last week. Uh, Lottie Moon won yesterday or at Bendigo on uh, on Thursday, so that so that form's held up really well. A good race here. Um, look, obviously, major thinker. It's had the six starts, four wins. Um, it's hard to draw a line against the opposition. I think this is a much stronger opposition. I'm sort of working around it. I, I could be totally wrong in my thinking here. So, uh, look, I thought look for little Louie comes out of some really good form line. I mean, you, you look at. A fourth behind our Vincent can go, uh, Chuka Cup winner. Uh, third behind El of Pembroke, who was just narrowly beaten in the Cobram Cup. So that form is really strong. Jackson Beach, who, of course, went around uh, when he beat not Jackson Beach two runs ago, came out and also ran a great race in the uh, Chuka Cup. So I'm going with the form line that that's the strongest form line. And, and obviously drawing the front row helps his chances. But... If he doesn't lead, um, and I'm not sure whether he will lead, uh, if he doesn't lead, uh, I think it does certainly set it up for Nikki Nana. I, I think she's going so well. Uh, she, the way she savaged the line last week, she follows the, the speed here. She should poise just off him. And uh, if she's in striking range, she's going to be really hard to beat. So four and nine. Uh, obviously, I think 10 Norm's Lady is going really well. I, I sort of mentioned last week, you know, I tossed up between Norm's Lady and Illawong Awesome. I thought they both had strong winning chances. They quenelled the race at very good odds last week. And I think Norm's Lady will be following Nikki Nana everywhere she goes. So I think she'll be running on strongly. And all the rage comes out of that Achuka Cup form, which is probably much stronger form again than most of these. So look, four and nine, 10 and 11. Uh, keen to play, obviously, uh, I'm probably more keen to play with Nikki Nana, obviously, with my uh, ownership involvement. But, look, uh, I think it's a good race. 4, 9, 10 and 11. And I'm going with Nikki Nana, 9, 2, 4 and 10. Rob race 3, the Saddle World Shepherd and Trot Utopia um, will be the favourite here. Not quite sure what price that is going to be. What are your thoughts on Utopia and race 3? Yeah, well, again, last week we were a bit the same, weren't we? We, uh, we sort of said more wanted and mercenary as the two horses I thought might be able to play and, and upset Utopia. And, you know, we, we sort of got that right. Utopia, yeah, look, he, he's, a, he's a good horse back off the front. It's going to help him. I mean, he just got sort of caught up in the pack last week. On face value, you feel like he's the horse to beat. Look, there's a horse in this race. I mean, I've got no hair, so I suppose if you're pulling out your hair, there's none left for me. So, um Look, there is a horse in this race that is going so, so well, but by golly, she's finding a way of getting beaten, and that's number three, Bitter Irish Luck. Look, her, her last couple of runs probably should nearly almost be wins. Um, I, I'm happy to go with her because she's going to be value and she's probably going to get underneath everyone's guard here, but... If she happens to trot and she happens to do everything right, and that's the key, she needs to do that, I think she's got a genuine winning chance. She's flying, absolutely flying this horse, but just not having the luck of, of getting her gait right at the finish. So I'm happy to play her in the early qualities. I think she'll be value. Uh, you've got to put her in. For Utopia, back off the front, certainly looks really well placed, needs to do everything right. Uh, eight Love Gun, who's super consistent. And then, of course, you've got uh, Queen of Quebec 
you know, horses like anywhere Hugo Blue Coman have all got chances as well. It's a it's a tricky race, isn't it? Because there's some convictions here with some of these runners. So I'm going with the one that I think might be over the odds and might get under everyone's guard. I'll go three, a bit of Irish luck ahead of four, eight and six. And I'm eight love gun, eight, one, four, and six. Race four. This is a good three year old. Handler number two is the scratching. Keto from New Zealand. He was very good on his debut performance now with Lisa and Mark Pitt. Um, Komodo, uh, wow, he's been fantastic in his two runs this, uh, this prep. And, uh, we've got the Statesman who looks a really nice horse. There's plenty of him. He's still learning. And Sergeant Lou, first up, a horse that you've bred and owned that looks like he's going to make the grade as well. So it's a really good good three-year-old race the fourth the graham head memorial yeah it is and it's it's a, it's it's a race with uh, with lots of depth and i think we'll certainly uh, everyone be a bit wiser after the race of uh, where everyone's sitting uh, in their progress uh, with their career look five sergeant lou horse of course that i own and, and bred um we've got a very big opinion of the horse uh look he trolled absolutely super at uh, shepparton a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, he went a 156.4 mile rate, 55 last half, and he did it on his ear. Um, he's come back really well. Uh, we go into this race really confident that he'll run a mighty race. So I'm going to tip him on top. I think it'll be really hard to beat. Uh, look, seven, three and seven are the two horses that obviously we've got to have great uh, respect for. Keto, as you mentioned, from New Zealand. Lovely looking horse. He he won a trial at uh, Shepparton last week and uh, looks a nice type. And, you know, I've got a lot of respect for the stable and, and respect uh, their, their selection with this horse, uh, with Mick Boots and the team. So I'm expecting Keto to run a very good race. Uh, Komodo, super high speed, uh, can't fault its uh, last couple of runs. Uh, obviously defeated Magmadov. Uh, last start, this is a much stronger race depth-wise. Uh, Magmadov sort of went around in the Vic Bread semis at uh, at Kilmore and, you know, I suppose Sergeant Lou was in that race and there was a big margin between Sergeant Lou and Magmadov. So I think the, the form, I've got to just see where Komodo sits against the depth of the opposition that he meets here, but he's got a lot of high speed. And obviously the statesman, who's progressing really well, he's got good speed but Sergeant Lou he's very tough he's primed for this race and uh, I'm expecting to be hard to beat five on top from three and seven and four I'm sticking with uh, the dragon I know, Komodo. He's got the race fitness, and that's the advantage that might be able to help him here. Uh, Keto should get to the pegs first, the Statesman and Sergeant Lou, 7, 3, 4, and 5. Race 5, first leg of the quaddy. There is a seated pool uh, with a projected $150,000 quaddy pool for Shepparton Saturday night. Race 5, scratch 7, Harania, and 11, Cosimo, Rob. Uh, good race. Um, obviously, invitation only took out the Cobham Trotters Cup. <laughs> I can't recall a horse going into a cup race the way he did last week. And I know you've mentioned this quite a few times. Some of the fluctuation sometimes is just mind-boggling. And when I sort of did the tips last week, uh, I tipped Earl of Pembroke ahead of invitation only, not knowing, you know, where, where they sort of presented invitation only first up from a spell. He was a trial winner at Shepparton. And, you know, I think I marked him about 3 or $4, and I think he opened up around that. He drifted out to $23 and, and won the Cobram Cup. It was just one of the most amazing drifts I've seen for such a long time. But, look, 
I'm going to tip three LB2 chains each way here. I, I liked his run at Melton behind Arg. I think that's still a really strong form line for this race. Uh, he strips fitter. Nathan Jack drives. I think each way, uh, I like what I saw. Uh, five invitation only. Very good winning uh, the Cobham Cup. He sat behind the lead. There, there was plenty of tempo win. He just sprinted up the straight, got the job done. Still scratching my head of why he drifted so much. Um, 13 uh, in the race. Tw- sorry, 12 hot deal. Who's obviously a very classy horse. Fit, chased home Max Delight last start. That form line's strong. He'll probably move around at some stage three wide. And eight platinum stride. He's going really well, just not having uh, the best of luck. And then going with Sierra, yeah, look, she's a quality mare. She's probably going a little bit below her best, but, again, type of horse that, you know, you can't ever rule out. But three each way ahead of five, 12, eight and nine. I've got the eight on uh, top, uh, eight, 12, five, and three. Race six, the Cogs, uh, race uh, number six on the program on Cup Night is the feature event. It's the Neat Line Holmes Shepparton Pacing Cup. Rob Private Eye comes out of the race. So Cosimo, the emergency, gets a start. Um, intriguing race. Uh, plenty of chances, I think. Uh, it took me a while to try to sort it out. I'm not sure, but I expect the first two to 300 metres to be key because there's a few horses with gate speed and beyond that I didn't find too many uh, tough death seat horses, horses that would make moves. So the first two to three hundred metres might be a little war early that uh, will have a huge impact on the result of the race. Yeah, out of the nine races for the night, this is the race that I really don't have the great uh, deal of confidence. It's such an even race. It's a good race. And as you said, Danny, tactics will play an enormous part. It's a $75,000 race. And I, I suppose then we've just got to try to draw the form line between the New South Wales type free-for-all horses against the Victorian free-for-all horses. And that's the other bit that I find, uh, you know, quite intriguing coming into this. And, and I'm actually sort of favouring the New South Wales form line over the Victorian one. I, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, I sort of look at horses like Pete said so, who, who went around, uh, you know, during the Inter-Dominion Carnival. They, they sort of... They sort of measured up. Canina, Provlima, they weren't too too far away. And, and I'm sort of looking at some of these horses here thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. not sure if they're at, uh, at their best. So I'm tipping five typo on top. Look, I've got enormous respect for, for Brad Hewitt and the Hewitt stable there. They're such great trainers and, and they know how to produce them. And I, I just feel like this horse here finished second at Bathurst last start behind Seahut, which I thought was a really strong form line. Uh, he's run some really good races. Uh, I, I just feel like he, he's got a good hope here. So, look, I've tipped five typo on top. Ahead of four, Canina Provlima. Uh, Kerri-Ann Morris making the trip down herself here with Canina Provlima. He's got really good gate speed. He's going to be able to position quite handy. One, Curly James, who draws the, the pegs. We know David Moran most likely will be trying to lead or, or take a trail and sit behind the leader. Eight, Hurricane Harley, who's going to get a really good cushy trip on the pegs. So, five, four, one, eight. And then, you know, you look at horses like Pete said, so Serge Blanco, Max Delight, Bulletproof Boy. You know, I feel bad. I'm not even tipping Serge Blanco. I think he should have won the Bendigo Cup, to be honest. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a super chance. But what concerns me is a bit what you said, Dan. I'm I'm not sure after the early burn what, what happens after that because there's not too much attackers uh, happening in this race. So five, four, one and eight for mine.
Okay, and I've put Curly James on top, thinking he might fight hard for the lead. He is first up, though, so it's critical, you know, where uh, that level is as to how hard he has to work to hold it, if indeed he can. If he does, Hurricane Harley becomes a massive chance. Uh, 1, 8, 11 and 10 are my thoughts there, race number six. But I think there's a heap of winning chances, but the first few hundred metres will be the most critical aspect of that race. The Cottrell Electrical Pace is race number seven. There was a few races where... Um, um, I found it really difficult to come up with uh, some suggestions on the night, and this is one of them. Well, again, this is all tempo-related, isn't it? I mean, it's a short race, and you sort of think to yourself, well, if there's genuine speed in the race, these backmarkers have all got great hopes. If there's no speed in the race, it just controls and plays in the hands of the ones up in front. And I think it just comes down to that. Um, and, and I'm trying to work out what's going to happen I'm not really sure. Um, I've tipped nine Catalpa Rescue because I, I've always had a lot of time for this horse. So I, I think he's a really nice horse. We've seen him produce some phenomenal performances. I know his figure form, the brighter spell sort of fell off a little bit, but he follows through from the second row behind Arnie's Army, who will be pushing forward. Captain Wilson will be pushing forward. You would imagine Forever Yin, Ideal Rock, Ideal Roll, all horses that will press forward. Major Mambar... You know, last start went back. Sometimes we see it go forward. He's Charlie's Angels a bit the same, and I sort of feel like if they both go back, they're probably not in the race. So maybe they have to go forward to put themselves in the race. So it's a tricky one, but Catalpa Rescue should get a good run through whichever way you look at it. And for that reason, I feel like he's he's going to be really hard to beat. Nine each way for mine. And then really it's a blanket of tempo here. The front rows, horses, Arnie's Army, Captain Wilson and Ideal Rock, uh, Ideal Roll will be the ones up up front. And if there's no speed on, they control the race and they're in the finish. And if they go really hard, which you is, horses like Modern Bliss and Monomia both come into the race because they're, they're going to be running on. So it's a, a tricky race. I think you've got to play really wide here, Quaddy. Uh, nine, I'll be playing nine um, as, as my top pick. And then I'll certainly have a very even group of horses, 2, 5, 1, 10 and 11. I've tipped uh, two Arnie's Army, two, nine, five and one. Plenty of chances and for different reasons as well. Race eight is the Derby Royale Trotters Free For All. The scratching is sleepy, Derby Royale. A bit like the Dandy Andy of harness racing, part of one of the biggest upsets in harness racing history, the night the Maori's Idol uh, was beaten in the 1975 Trotters Inter Dominion at Mooney Valley, Rob, and uh, Derby Royale was the successor on that occasion. And this race named in his honour. It's good to see a few of us still remember the past and uh, and acknowledge the culture because uh, we, we, we need to uh, ensure we continue to do that with uh, our, uh, our horses and our people in our industry. And uh, seven, I'm ready, Jet. Uh, absolute star mare. Uh, got beaten last start. Probably gets back into a, a race where she can continue uh, to get back into the winner's list. I thought she'd be really hard to beat. She's a class runner. Uh, six, Chinese Whisper, very good winning on New Year's Eve. Uh, Kate Gath jumps back on board. We know there's two Chinese Whispers, one real good one and one naughty one. Uh, if he puts in his best foot forward, he'll run a great race. Five, Kyvalli Hotspur, comes off a, a win, going really strongly. And look, I think Ebony's Avengers, uh, absolutely flying, absolutely low flying this mare, and uh, she steps up, but look, she's going well. Seven, six, five and three for mine.
<laughs> you wouldn't believe I've got the same quartet. Maybe it's not that uh, difficult, but a dollar ninety is the price. There is um, fixed odds out at the moment. I, I, I actually thought she might be shorter than that, Rob. I'm ready, Jed. I reckon a dollar ninety is uh, it's a backable enough price if you're willing to uh, uh, accept what you saw last week, which I reckon was a couple of lengths below where she should be at. Uh, it's still good enough to win this race. So a dollar ninety might be the value. Do you think that? Yeah, look, I'm just with I'm ready, Jet. You know, I'm I'm torn about her. I, I, you know, I think I've mentioned a couple of times. I'm just still never convinced that she's going to the level that we've seen her go at her best. And she sort of produced that win two runs ago, was terrific. I thought she was good last week, you know, but I still feel like she can do better. So, but it's a winnable race for her. She, this, she, she should be really toying with the opposition here, Danny. She, she's, you know, anywhere close to a best. She should be winning this. I agree. Seven on top. And as you said, maybe she should be shorter. Uh, seven on top. I think she's a one. And the last event on the program, this uh, but the, the race that's right up your alley, Rob, because I know there is there are certain tracks that suit certain people, um, and you're very good at Shepparton. And even I follow your tips there at Shepparton and disregard my own often, uh, particularly in the country front races. And this should be right up your alley, the last, because I found it really hard. Didn't know where to look. Yeah, look, there's two horses here that I, I feel like uh, they've got their hoofs on the till and they should be primed for this race uh, in the last on Saturday night. Uh, five Victor the Inflictor, he, he's uh, he, he's a bit of a character, this horse. Uh, he, he needs a few things to go right, but when he's... Uh, Close to being right, he, uh, he he's he's pretty good, uh, and I, I would imagine Mark Lee and and Stacey will uh, love to win on uh, at Shepparton on Cup night. I think he'll be primed for this race, and and I think he'll be really hard to beat. And I think the danger will be probably another neighbour of theirs in our mystery bet for Winita Breen, who also. Uh, loves Shepparton, and, and and this horse went super well at Cobham last week. It was a top run, uh, and I, I feel like those two horses are clearly the two top picks for mine. Five, the Vic Victor, in, uh, the Inflictor, and ten, our mystery bet. I think they can fight to finish out in the last. Epic Rhyme probably worked a little bit too hard uh, last time round and then just didn't get into the race at Cobham. I think it can sort of follow up from the second row and I give it some little rough chance in the race and uh, and and then two Fellini who obviously had its first run at Melton will be probably improved back uh, closer to home but really keen on the five and ten either two I'll be playing in the last and, and I think they'll be hard to beat ahead of 11 and two. I've tipped two, one, four, and five just for the record. Uh, Rob what about your best bets on Shepard and pacing cup night? Okay, uh, whether it's a bias hat or not, but I'm going to make race four, number five, Sergeant Lou, is the best bet of the night. I think it'll be really hard to beat. I think there's some really good value chances here on the night. I really like race one, number seven, our mate Menko. I think he can lead, and I think he'll give a great sight. I thought race two, look, I'm obviously thinking that Nicky Nana's got a great chance in the race, and obviously little Louie, I think, off the front, but I think... That's a race that I certainly will be uh, having a good look at. A little roughy and bit of Irish luck in the third. Uh, and then we probably go to race five, number three, LB2 change, who I think is a very good each-way chance as well. So I think it's a program that I like because there's a number of horses that I do like that are going to be each-way odds, and I'm happy to play those horses, and I'm yeah pretty confident about my chances. 
I'm my best. I've got to go on ready, Jed. At the dollar nine, you actually think that's value, Rob. Race eight, number seven. Uh, each way, race one, number ten. Maxi wants to play in race five, number eight, which is Platinum Stride. A uh, big weekend of Country Cup action. Sunday moves to Hamilton with the, the Trotters Cup and the Pacing Cup. Fidey's on the back of winning first up at uh, Bendigo last week. Will be one of the favourites, if not the outright favourite for Sunday. So we've got some wonderful harness racing action ahead. You'll be MC the night at uh, Shepparton uh, be a lovely night to be involved uh, a great uh, venue Shep so I look forward to catching up with you there Rob yeah looking forward to it Danny uh, always one of my favorite cup nights and I know uh, the whole team there will be working super hard uh, to make it a special night for everyone and look forward to seeing everyone uh, trackside it's going to be good weather great racing and the cups of beauty it's such an even race and that's what we love to see happy harnessing everyone